Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. The title of my message is called Favor Ain't Fair. Somebody say, Favor Ain't Fair. Favor ain't fair. I discovered a long time ago that favor isn't fair because favor is a choice. Blessing is a choice that we have the opportunity to come into agreement with and actually receive and have it operate in our lives. Now, a little bit about me. Um, so I'm primarily at our Eastlake campus, and I meander through the campuses um, every now and again. But at my campus, people kind of know, like it's kind of like a thing like Stacy Favor. And in fact, there's um, this uh, businessman that's at our church and has all these extraordinary businesses, and he was believing for some big things to happen in that business. And so I have been told the story. He texted Pastor Mike Yeager, who's the campus pastor there, and he's like, can you all just stand with me? I need some of that Pastor Stacy favor. And after Pastor Mike dushed off his ego, because he didn't say Pastor Mike favor. <laughs> they stood and they began to, to pray. And I don't say that to boast about myself. I say that to boast about God. Because blessing always points, favor always points to, to Jesus. It's not something that we just do or earn. And, and I, I really felt like God gave me this word and was like, Stacy, you need to share how blessing, how favor actually works in the kingdom of God. Do you know that as Christians, we are distinguished. There is something different about us. There should be something different about us. And I want to help us unlock that this morning. Are you with me? Yes. All righty. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to come into agreement with blessing. But in order to do that, we've got to go kind of deep real fast. So can you track with me? In order to get to the blessing, I want to first talk about how to come out of agreement with curses. Because we are either choosing to operate with curses that are in operation and cycles over our life or blessings. So we're going to get to the blessings. It's going to be the majority of my message. But first, we're just going to touch on just a little bit of curses and how they operate in our lives so we can go out of agreement with curses. And I know a little something about curses because... Um, you know, first of all, I, I grew up in, in Ecuador. I watched as witch doctors would do all kinds of things in the name of whatever spirit they were operating in, which I know is a demonic spirit, and seen just all kinds of horrible things um, through, through kind of that arena. But then even in my own life, um, I, when I was younger, I don't know where I got it from. I have a beautiful family. Um, I was in a lot of different schools growing up because we moved around a little bit. I was a missionary kid, and, and um, somewhere along the line, I came into agreement with a word in my life that I was stupid, that I wasn't smart, and that I had to work harder than everyone else around me to get the same results that they did. Now, I don't know if that was a word spoken over me that I just decided to agree with or if that became a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
because there is power in words. We're going to get to that in a minute. And, and so I came into agreement with this lie. See, curses are lies. They're not the truth about us. And I came into agreement with this lie. And so all, you know, during my, my schooling years, I did. I had to work so hard. And I had this thing about me, this, this excellence in me that wanted to achieve and wanted to be. And, and so I would have to work so hard. In fact, my parents, they would be like, Stacy, chill out. I'd be like all worried about my grades and they're like, who cares? In the long scheme of life, my parents are like totally different than a lot of other parents. I don't know. It, it did work out with me. So maybe they had it right. But they were like, and, and you know, parents know each of their kids. They probably wouldn't say that to my, my sister or my brother. But anyhow, they're not here to defend themselves. Um, but for me, they were like, they're like, chill out. Like, who cares if you get an A or not in the long scheme of life? And I cared. It was like this thing that was just operating in my life that was like, no, you have to. How many people know that when you're under a lie, lies don't come from God. They come from the devil. And lies, they, they have this overarching condemnation and accusation that comes along with it. We hear a voice that is not of God, and we come under that voice, and it begins to operate in our lives. Are you with me? So I grew up under that, and I can remember finally discovering, oh my goodness, why did I believe that? Why did I think that about myself? And I came out of agreement with that lie. And then it's extraordinary because after that point in my life, it was like all of a sudden, everything opened up around me. From that point forward, every job that I ever had, I was underqualified for, and yet I would get the job and then I would get promotions every single time. Every time. In fact, now in my circle of friends, um, Pastor Lisa can attest to this, people have a nickname for me sometimes around church folk, because non-church folk wouldn't get it, but they call me Solomina, you know, like Solomon, who was the wisest man that walked the earth, and they would call me Solomina, uh, because people always are asking for wisdom. How many people know that the devil attacks, even from childhood, the very anointing that is on our life? He goes for what God has placed and designed on the inside of us. You see, the devil knew very early on, I got to get her when she's young, because if this is operating in her life, he knew the anointing, he knew the gifting that God had placed on my life and tried to steal it from a very early age. And sadly, I don't think that's just my story. I think that's the story of a lot of people, and I want to help us today to come out of agreement with curses and come into agreement with what God says about us. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay, um, point number one, come out of agreement with curses. I like to keep things simple. Now, a curse, this is what a curse is. To curse someone is to speak words against them that releases hostile and destructive spirits against them. So a word spoken over someone that isn't true, that's a lie, that we come into agreement with, why does it wreak such havoc in our life? Because it's not just a word. It's a spirit. And now that ugly spirit has attached itself to a word that we have come into agreement with. And it starts to activate things and energize things that were never meant to be activated or energized in our life. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Somebody say power. 
They're in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Words have weight. Because the words either carry a demonic spirit or a godly spirit. Curses destroy what we are trying to be and what we are trying to build. They cause cycles of failure and defeat. You seem to start to feel like you get ahead and then all of a sudden you're pulled right back down. And here's the thing about curses. They operate until they're broken. A curse stays in operation, keeps wreaking havoc in our life until it's broken. Name calling is a curse. To name call is a curse. So if someone says something that is nasty about us and we receive it, then that curse begins to operate in our life. We begin to come into agreement with it and release those spirits to begin to energize those things in our life. I kind of think about it like this. There was a reality TV show. I don't know if it's still on. Don't watch it. Not condoning it. Um, but it was called Big Brother. And um, I think it was called Big Brother. And they had the the, the kind of summary behind this reality show was like all these people that lived in a house together don't ever do this I condone none of it Um, but anyways they all live in a house together and then it's really interesting because when things would be going well they actually would send in someone called the saboteur and the saboteur's job was to sabotage anything that was going really well for the people in the house and they had no idea who the saboteur was And I thought, what a perfect description of a demonic spirit that does exactly the same thing in our lives when we let these curses operate that were never meant to operate over our life and we are just, everything's going good and things seem to be going well. And then all of a sudden, this saboteur, this demonic spirit come in and wreaks havoc. It's kind of like, if you think about anything that's cyclical in your life that doesn't bring you up but brings you down. Like, I know someone that was in, like, was telling me these stories about how they were in, like, seven different accidents. And I'm like, that's not normal. Like, accidents happen. They do. We live in a fallen world. But seven? Either you don't drive well, (laughs) in which case you need some classes. (laughs) Or there's a spirit at work. There's a cycle at work that is trying to take you out. What agreement has been made? When you find anything cyclical in your life that's not of God, you have to go, hmm, could there be a saboteur? The Bible says in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you accuses you. In judgment, you shall condemn. That is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Now, do we notice what it says in there? It says, in judgment, you shall condemn. I find that interesting. It doesn't say God shall condemn, because God has already put in motion blessings to bless us. And so when a demonic spirit rises up, it's very interesting that the Bible says when the tongue which rises against you and accuses you in judgment, so right there you know it's not God, because he wouldn't do that, you shall condemn. That means that you and I have to rise up with the spirit of the living God and come out of agreement and break off the curses that have been in operation over our life. Can I get an amen? 
So before we go any further, that's what I want to do right now. <laughs> See, I, just like Pastor Lisa said, I don't just like talking about this stuff. Why not experience it? And so I, I want us just to take a little bit of time to begin to come out of agreement with some of these curses that might have been operating in our life. So just begin to think, just allow some of those things to come to the forefront of your mind. What is it in your own life? What is it that you seemingly try to get ahead and then all of a sudden you're pulled back down? Is it every time you go for a business deal, it's like things come out of the woodwork and take it down? Is it something in your family life? Is it a generational thing that when you look back, you're like, wow, my granddaddy dealt with that, my dad dealt with that and now I'm dealing with that not normal not okay doesn't have to be our normal what is it for you but before we can do that and come out of agreement with curses the only way we can do that is to be filled by with the power of God because when we break a curse we're not breaking it just with our our words it's the authority in which we are breaking it off we're filled with the Spirit of God, and that power, that Spirit, breaks the change. Now, we operate together, just like the Bible says, we have to actually say, we have to come out of agreement, but the power that helps us to do that is the Holy Spirit. So I just want everybody to close your eyes right now where you are at, and... If you're here and you're like, you know what, Stacy, I, I want to come out of agreement. I can recognize that there's some things that I need to come out of agreement with in my life. I, I want to break those things off. Then I want to ask you the question, do you know Jesus? Do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know the Spirit of God that can help you to break these things off of your life? See, in order to do that, we need to be saved. We need to realize that Jesus died on the cross, not only for our sins, but for our freedom freedom on earth. And so if, if you're here this morning and you're like, you know what, I don't know that I've actually done that, or uh, it's gotten so stale, I, I, I want to renew that, that, that uh, salvation. I want to renew that in my life. Uh, I want you to just to lift up your hand, and, and I want to pray a prayer with you, a, a prayer of salvation. I see that hand. I see that hand. Beautiful. I see that hand. I see that hand up in the back. I see it in the middle. I see all those hands in the middle, all five of you. I see that hand on my left. I see that other hand on my left. I see that hand on my right. There's so many of us this morning. Wow. Come on. It is time to get some freedom in this place. Keep those hands lifted. I want us to do something. I want us to all stand to our feet. <clears throat> and I want us, just keep your eyes closed. Those of you that raised your hand. And then as a family, we're all going to pray together. And we're going to ask God himself to come on the inside of us. We're going to believe together. And then we're going to all take some time and begin to break some curses off of our lives. So right now, in the name of Jesus, why don't you guys all just uh, repeat after me. God... And especially those that raised your hand for salvation or the renewal of the Spirit of God. God, I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins and to resurrect three days later. And then, Jesus, I thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit to be with me, to empower me. I thank you that you died so that I would be free in every way. And this morning, I take the authority that you have given me 
to break off everything that is not of you. In your name we pray. Can I get a big amen, everyone? So extraordinary. So many hands lifted. Why don't you just keep your hands raised, everyone in this building. If you would like to begin to break off these cyclical curses in your life, I want you to rise up in your own spirit. I'm going to pray, but this isn't about my prayer. This is you, your prayer. You come out of agreement with the things in your life that have been stealing what is rightfully yours, that has been stealing the gifting and the anointing in the future that God has placed on the inside of you. Destiny of Jesus lives on the inside of you. So right now we're going to pray together. And I just want you to begin to pray in your own way. You don't have to come up with spiffy little words. You don't need to sound like me or Pastor Michael or Lisa. You begin to speak to God himself. And you begin to say no more in the name of Jesus. And that is, that is where our power lies in the name of Jesus. So we're going to just pray right now. And you just begin to pray right there where you are at. Let it come to the forefront of your mind. And then tell those things to leave. Come out of agreement in the name of Jesus with the saboteur that's been in your life. God, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus, we come against every demonic spirit that has been accusing, that has brought shame into people's lives, that is not of you, oh God. Lord, we break off, God, and we come out of agreement with shame in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord God, we thank you that you are proud of us and not embarrassed about us, oh God. Lord, we thank you right now. We come out of agreement with the accuser in the name of Jesus. We break off every demonic spirit, every witchcraft that has existed, rebellion in the name of Jesus. We break it off. Oh Lord God, we speak to generational strongholds that we've been held by things that, 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 that have never meant to be a part of us. We break them. We come out of agreement with them right now in the name of Jesus. Break it off right now, just where you are at, just in your own heart, your spirit, and say, I come out of agreement. I come out of agreement. Whatever it is, whatever lie you have believed that is not of God, just come out of agreement. God, oh God, Lord, we praise you and we thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you, God, that you have set us high, Father, that you highly esteem us, oh God. And Lord, we recommit this morning to not live under what you have called us to live over. In your most magnificent name we pray. Can I get a big amen? Amen, amen. You can all take a seat. We're halfway through the message, you guys. We're saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. And now it's time for some blessing. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. Point number two. Come into agreement with blessing and favor. And the reason why I wanted us to do that this morning together is because I want you to know you can do this anytime. See, see, the message of the gospel isn't just meant for being housed inside the church. It's for your home. It's for your friends. It's from outside of here. So at any point where you begin to realize there's something cyclical that's not of God at work, break that thing off in the power of the name of Jesus. We are all now saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. We can break those things off every time they come to, oh, I didn't realize that. And it's always something we didn't realize. Because if we realized it, we would have gotten rid of it. So it's always something that I didn't realize. So just come out of agreement. Okay, and now we're going to get into some blessing, some blessing. So come into agreement with blessing and favor. 
What I love, just like about cycles of curses, there are cycles of blessing. God has already put in motion blessings for you and I. And there's physical blessings, and then there are spiritual blessings. So physical blessings look a little bit like this. So there's, it's like you can't make this stuff, stuff up. You can't do it if it was in your power to do. It's like, how did that come together? I just recently had the opportunity to go on vacation in Hawaii. Extraordinary, yes. And God knows, because he knows each of us, and he knows that my love language is travel. And I love it. I love going to other cultures. I like bougie, and I like adventure. Like, I like it all, right? And I love to travel, and it's kind of like my thing. And so um, I had been wanting to travel. It was really interesting. Um, a few months ago, um, I was hanging out with, with some people, and we started to pray for each other, and then one of the girls had a prophetic word, and she said, Stacy, I just see that you're going to go on this uh, vacation, all expenses paid for, and it's just God's gift to you. I'm like, thank you. Yes, I receive. Never neglect the blessing the Lord is trying to get to you. I'm like, that is the word of the Lord. Thank you. She prophesied some other things that I'm also excited about. And so I was like, yes, that's awesome. And then no joke, about three weeks later, I remembered I had just taken a trip to Phoenix, Arizona, and I had to deal with some, you know, family things that were going on. And, and if I was honest, it was a really difficult time. I had both my grandparents passed away within like two months of each other. And, um, and there was just a lot there to kind of unpack and, and, and walk through. And my family uh, lives in Ecuador, so they had to all fly in to Phoenix to kind of work through kind of what was happening. And so I flew in and, and helped, and that's a story in and of itself that I'll get into in another time. But on the way back, I was in the airport and I'm on, it's a you know, little Southwest flight. You pay what, you know, 200 bucks um, for a round trip, you know, flight. Well, I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden, I'm chatting with my sister on the telephone and, and then the, the voice comes on that you begin to hear and it's like, this, you know, this particular flight is completely overpacked and they oversold the seats and they're asking people to give up their seats. It was so random because it was like a Friday afternoon, there was nothing special and I'm like, what is going on? And it was just like our section. Anyways, they keep going, keep going. And my sister's like, Stacey, you should check that out because we live 10 minutes, like my, where we were staying in Phoenix was like 10 minutes from the airport. And I'm like, yeah, let me go see. So I walk on up there. I'm like, hey, I'm interested in the vouchers you're talking about to give up the seat. And she's like, oh, yes, you know, would you consider doing that? And I was like, yeah, well, when would be the next flight? And she goes, well, and then she goes, actually, hold on one second. And whenever something a little odd, but like in a good way happens, I'm like, oh, Jesus, the making of a miracle. <laughs> and because I've gotten used to it in my life. And so all of a sudden, she comes back and she's like, here's the thing. Would you be open to, instead of flying out today, fly out tomorrow? And if you do that, then we're going to double what we said was the voucher. And on top of that, we're going to take care of your round trip ticket here as well. It was $1,400, y'all. Southwest. Favor ain't fair. I'm like, yes, I will do that. No joke, this is what happened. I say yes. She's like, great, we'll get that in order. All of a sudden, it was like a murmur went through the crowd of the airport, and everybody's like, what did she get? What did she get? What did she get? You could like hear it, and then all of a sudden, everybody flocks, and, and, the, and the lady at the counter just goes, nope, that's the only one I needed. Thank you. 
You can't make this stuff up, you guys. Not only that, then I go, great, awesome. Oh my goodness, this is so wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. And then I post on Instagram and Facebook. I looked up any location that Southwest flies to that I've never been to because I like a little adventure. And so I'm like, okay, what are the locations? So I posted five locations I've never been to. I'm like, hey, hello, world out there in social media. Um, you know, where should I go? What should I do? And then one of my friends who's here reaches out to me and goes, hey, Stacy, I saw that the Big Island in Hawaii is one of the locations you've never been to. I think I can get us a house for free. Um, there you just need to take me on your trip and I'm like golden I'm like okay and so then I ask another friend and three of us decide to go to Hawaii so now I've got free voucher and I have a free location to stay on the big island for eight days in Hawaii wait a minute it gets better I get there, and then my friend says, oh, yeah, and then this person that you know that's also at this campus anointing here, you guys, well done, um, gave us this little gift for our trip, and it was um, a little Lululemon-like bag, and I'm like, love it, cute, great, and then she goes, oh, yeah, and yours has something in it. She said to open it, and so I opened the little Lululemon bag, and I kid you not, a Tiffany necklace. Like, are you kidding me? How does one orchestrate? Could it be that God knows? God knows, and he knows that, that whatever it is that are the desires on the inside, of he knows us. And he orchestrated blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing in my life. Now, I don't tell you all of that to be like, oh, my goodness. I tell you that because God is that good. And it's not just meant for me. It's meant for all of us. So here's how we do it. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Ephesians 1.3 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Someone say United. You want to be united with Christ, not united with the saboteur. <laughs> united with Christ. And then it says these blessings are already in motion over our life. Has anybody ever heard of the Abrahamic blessing? Kicking it old school. We're going Old Testament. If you haven't, I want to share with you what the Abrahamic blessing is. It's found in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And in fact, we were singing about it because we were talking about the God of Jacob. And you go through the line? Yeah. Okay, Abraham's in that line. So it says this in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And this is in the Amplified. It says, Now in Haran, the Lord had said to Abram, Abraham, his, later his name was changed to Abraham, so it was father, and then it was father of many, as he was believing for children, so believing for promises to be fulfilled. And it says, now in Haran, the Lord had said to Abram, go away from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house. That's a whole nother message. Sometimes we've got to get out of what we've been used to and what we think is normal. We've got to get out from under that place. Okay. And I will make you a great nation. How cool is that? It's not, I will just make you a great person. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you abundantly, and make your name great, exalted, distinguished. Remember at the beginning I said there should be a distinguishing? And make your name great, exalted, distinguished, and you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. 
and I will bless, do good for your benefit, those who bless you. And I will curse, that is subject to my wrath and judgment, the ones who curses, despise, dishonors, and has contempt for you. And in you, all the families, nations of the earth will be blessed. That's a good blessing. Now, how extraordinary that God doesn't just give Abraham that blessing, but when he died on the cross and he set us free, he put in motion that the blessings of Abraham, the blessings of our forefathers, would be an opportunity for our blessing today. You don't believe me? I'm going to share it in Galatians 3, 13 through 14. This is what it says. So we were in the Old Testament, the Abrahamic blessing. This is the New Testament, Galatians 3, 13 through 14. Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law and its condemnation by becoming a curse for us. So all of those real curses that the Bible and Jesus does not pretend are not operating, he recognized it, in fact, was like, you know what? I need to die and become that curse because none of us are going to be perfect. None of us are going to keep all Ten Commandments and be perfect in order to receive the blessings of God. So I'm going to come in. I'm going to die for y'all. I'm going to take on those curses so that you can receive the blessing. And it says this, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs crucified on a tree. That's the cross. In order, are you ready? In order that... Uh, in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of who? The blessing of Abraham might also come to the Gentiles, to those that were not born of Jewish descent, who the blessing was promised for, his family, his nation, but now this is everyone, the Gentiles, so that we would all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. How do we receive the Abrahamic blessing? Through faith, that we actually believe that Jesus died to bring us freedom and give us access to every spiritual blessing that he has already put into motion. He says, how do you access that Abrahamic blessing? By faith, through understanding that I died to bring this to you. How magnificent of God. He doesn't say work harder, perform better, be better. He says, come into agreement with what I have already established for each and every one of us, the blessing of God. And then not only that, but he recognizes that the source of the blessing is what? The realization of the Holy Spirit. You see, in order to go have the physical blessings, the spiritual blessings, we need to receive, encounter, and get to know the Holy Spirit. He is the source of all of the blessings. I'm going to break it down just a little bit further, let it let that sink in just a bit. What is a blessing? Okay, we talked about negative words as curses. Get ready for what a blessing is. Blessings are you speak words over people that add value and honor to their life. These words release God's presence over a person's life. God's favor resting on a person, bringing blessing over them. This brings cycles of advantage, cycles of success. It adds to a person's life. This distinguishes us and brings blessing on us so much so that other people notice. 
How extraordinary. The very opposite of curses is, is blessings, that we become distinguished, that all of a sudden there are these cyclical promises and blessings in motion that we can come into agreement with. And we talked about physical blessings. Physical blessings are things like, I can't make up what happened to me. That is extraordinary. That is a blessing from God. It could be that home that we have, have been believing for. It could be that, that job that, that we've been going for. Whatever it is, those are physical blessings. And it doesn't mean that we don't do our part. So I'm not saying, like, blab it and grab it. Like, this is all words. No, 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 no. Like, we actually have to do a little something. We have to obey what God tells us to do. I could tell you and preach story upon story of, you know, my own trials and things that I have, you know, labored for. They don't just, it's not just come, but there are these blessings that are in motion for us to come into agreement with. So those are physical blessings. My question to us is, if these blessings are at work in our life, do people notice? So in our own life, if we're walking as a Christian, we should be distinguished. Even when we're dealing with stuff, because life happens, that's real, we all deal with stuff. There also should be this other side of cyclical blessing and advanced motion and success coming to us. In fact, I personally like to live over there. If you hear in all my messages, I generally camp there. Why? Because everybody can get familiar with the dirty, the ugly, and the nasty. Like the, the, the curses, the blood. That, that is normal to fall into. That is human nature. What we have to learn is how to come out of agreement and then step into agreement and stay within that blessing, within that favor, begin to boast on what God boasts about us about, become a little distinguished out there, so much so that people are like, what is it that you have? How are you different than everyone else? And let me tell you this. This is what spiritual blessings are. Spiritual blessings are things like the fruits of the Spirit. They're things like joy, peace, hope. So joy, when everyone around you is, is depressed, is walking with their head down. I mean, we've given, got the best opportunity right now. Because the last couple years, I don't know about you, but if a head was coming down, it came down. But we're different. <laughs> we're distinguished. Why did Awaken shine in the last couple years? because we've learned these principles. So while everyone else is looking down and they're not happy and they are sad, we have joy that supernaturally comes from the Spirit of God. And though we have to deal with what the life throws at us, our spirit, our outlook is different. Peace, when people are troubled, and yet we walk around with peace that surpasses understanding. I could go through a whole list of horrible things that have happened to me, but God, but I had the peace of God that surpasses understanding so I could walk through. Bible says we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The shadow is very real, folks, but we don't camp there. There is a way through, and that's through the blessing of God. Hope that no matter what is going on around you, like I love that the spiritual blessings of God are not circumstantial. You know, like, the Hawaii, the, those things are awesome and they're fun. I love it. Yes, please, and more. Thank you, Jesus. But <laughs> the spiritual blessings of God far outweigh the peace that surpasses understanding that your outlook in life is positive and good because there's hope that regardless of whatever is happening around us and the circumstances, it doesn't matter. I've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. All will be well. We get things like resilience. It's like, how does she keep popping up when the world keeps throwing her down? Resilience. 
that is the spirit of God that's on the inside of me? God knows me. Third point is this, blessings have a purpose. And I'll go just really quickly. We are blessed to be a blessing. How beautiful that not only do we receive all these blessings and we have all these blessings and all this favor that we've come into agreement with and all these promises that we can now believe. Go in the Bible, find your promises and begin to believe those things over your life because God's already promised them to us. They're already in motion. We just have to come into agreement. And then so much so that we begin to give it away. That's the distinguishing. People notice. And so we begin to share. That's what the book of miracles is. It's prayer requests, but it all of a sudden encounters truth and the power of God and pops out a miracle. How does that happen? God's at work. He blesses you so that we can represent Jesus to people on earth. Blessings should flow to us and through us. If it all stops with us, then then we've got a problem. Those blessings should flow through us. I don't know if you remember, but I actually preached. I'm just reminded of it right now. I preached a message here uh, a couple years ago, I guess now, and I actually sewed a Tiffany's necklace. I'm just remembering. And I preached a whole message on blessing and favor. I wanted to sew and reap jewelry, so I sewed a Tiffany necklace. And now I'm just reminded that I got that in, in Hawaii, sewing and reaping. God's so good. Don't hide what Jesus did for you. Shine bright. Don't hide the blessing. Don't hide the peace that surpasses understanding. Don't hide what you have discovered in this house. Give it away. My last point, point number four, experience blessings by getting to know the source of the blessing. Everything that I talked about hinges on an encounter and experience with the Holy Spirit. I have so gotten to know my God and he's so gotten to know me that he's bringing out the desires of my heart. And there are still things that I'm yet believing for and promises that are yet to be fulfilled, but the Holy Spirit knows me and I know the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. And so we have a partnership together. The source of the blessing is the realization of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we can't copy a blessing. We can't copy an experience. We have to live our own. You know, when I was in Hawaii, Hawaii is gorgeous and beautiful, love it. But here's a couple things that I found very funny. When I was in Hawaii, people, so people told me about the big island. And so they're like, oh my gosh, Stacey, you have to go see the waterfalls. You have to go to the volcano. You need to see hot lava. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I got a list. I got all the places, all the recommendations that everybody sent me. My friends can, can attest to this. We put it all together. We're like, okay, let's make sure we do this, this, and this. And, and like I said, I like a little bit of resort living, but also I'll do some adventure. And so we did some really fun things. We swam with manta rays in pitch black darkness at night on the ocean. It was so fun. I loved it. Um, and then um, we went to, we did like hiking to these waterfalls that we were to go to. And literally, you guys, we finally, like, after getting lost and all the things, find these waterfalls. And I'm, like, standing there, and I'm like, you call this a waterfall? I'm like, this is like a trickle. And I realized that I thought that because I grew up in the Amazon. (laughs) I'm like, we have to live our own, like, my experience from Ecuador taught me what a waterfall is. 
So when I went to Hawaii off somebody else's recommendation, off of their previous experiences, I was highly disappointed because my experience showed me something bigger and better. And so in our Christian walk, we cannot copy somebody else's experience with the Holy Ghost. We can tell you all day long about conference. We can tell you all day long about how we encountered the Holy Spirit, about how the Spirit of God came in like a flood and lifted things off of us. But you know what? That was my experience with the Holy Spirit. What is yours? And then I'm in Hawaii and it's all about the volcanoes. Got to go see the volcano. Prepare thyselves. So we go. We have to travel. We're in our fun Jeep. It's great. We're there. We, they're like, okay, and then the elevation, and you go up so high, and it's like the elevation was like 3,000 above sea level. Hilarious. I lived at 9,000 above sea level growing up. I used to go to places all the time that was 13,000 above sea level. So going up 3,000, I'm like, yeah, not impressed yet, you guys, not impressed. And then we get to the volcano, which this is where I realized I'm a third world nation kind of girl. Never would have thought it. But I'm like, wow, I am really not first world because in first world, this is what I have discovered. When we approach said volcano, there is a kiosk with a person in it and it's a historic park. And so I asked the girl, because I'm already now not convinced about the waterfalls. So I'm like, hey, listen, um, like, are we going to see hot lava? Like, are, I want to now make sure my experience is going to be, and she, oh man, she sold us, did she not? Oh, oh you are going to see hot lava. You're going to see all these things. It's amazing. It's extraordinary. People camp here. I'm like, people camp here? All right. And so we go there. <laughs> And first world, there's like, you can walk this distance, and then there's a rope, and then there's all this, and like, you're so far from anything that would ever look like hot lava, because first world is all about like suing, and what if you got hurt, and you need to sign your life away. Third world nation volcano, they're like, here's the volcano, come on in. You want to touch the hot lava? Like, you could get as close as you want to hot lava. Why? Because they, they believe in a little thing called personal responsibility. That I'm actually responsible if I decide to touch hot lava and get burned or back it up a notch. When it comes to the things of the Holy Ghost, my friends, there is personal responsibility. We will choose if we want to encounter the Holy Spirit. We choose if we want to step into an opportunity to experience the Spirit of God in our life. It is up to us. No one can do it for us. No one can put up the barriers. No one can make it as safe as humanly possible. Oh, but what if when I pray, I fall over? So you fall over in the power of the living God. Like it's a little messy. It's a little bit different because the supernatural should be above the natural. It should be a little different than what we're used to. I love it in Spanish. In Spanish, supernatural is sobrenatural. It says above the natural is how it translates. Come on, can I get everybody to stand to your feet? We're going to pray together. And I want to do this this morning. I just want to open up the altar and I want you to just come down from your seats and I want you to experience the Holy Spirit for yourself.
Can you do that in your seat? Absolutely you can. However, there's a little something about stepping out, stepping out from where you've been to encounter the Holy Spirit. So right now, I just want us to just walk to the front of the altar. Those of you that are like, you know what? It's time. It's time for me to encounter for myself the Spirit of the living God. And we're just going to let the music play, and we're just going to pray together because I can't copy your experience. I can't make you experience what I have experienced, but we have an environment here where the Spirit of the living God is, and, and most of us should be there. We should all want to encounter God over and over and over again. So would you just begin to come out right now? Just begin to pour out onto the altar to experience God. This isn't a salvation altar call. It's just experience the living God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. See, I personally can't just talk about the Holy Spirit. He's so real. He's so true. When I start to talk about him, I can begin to feel him and feel his anointing because I've spent time with him. And for those of you that are like, wow, it's, it's been so long since I've heard the word of the Lord to me, or it's been so long since I have felt something different than what I felt, or it's been so long since I've just stood in the presence of God. I found in my own life, I, you know, I'm a bit of a talker. I could have a little bit too much chatter with God, and often I felt him say, no, 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 stop speaking. I'm just with you. Do you know what it feels like to get a hug from the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Do you know what it feels like to get a word from God himself? And I'm telling you, I love a prophetic word, and I, I love receiving from ministers, but i got to tell you, there's nothing like experiencing the Holy Spirit for myself. And if I were honest, that's what happened at conference. What happened at conference, yes, there was great preaching, teaching, everything. It couldn't have been more awesome. But what you will hear everyone talking about is I had a moment. The Holy Spirit, I had a moment. It's a moment at conference where the Baboa campus that all of us were just on our knees. We just fell to our knees and in awe of the living God and we begin to experience for ourselves the spirit of the living God. So I want you right now, just begin to open up your heart and your life. Begin to just praise God in the way that you do or be silent before Him. We're just going to let the team play a chorus and I want you just to begin if you speak in tongues, you can speak in tongues in a language not known to you, but known to God, your, your prayer language. Just begin to pray. In your own way, encounter God. This is not fabricated. This is an experience. And I was trying to describe conference to people, and I was like, you know what? The only way I can describe it was a holy con consecration. It just felt like people were so consecrating themselves, so falling in love with the Spirit of God that things just began to lift off and leave and, and encouragement came and hope came and life came because that's what you find in the freedom of God. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.